can't believe that you haven't seen it. Love it so much you really got a stream in. Let me tell you every line right now. I can quote the whole thing since I was 12. Maybe your mom told you no. She said she wouldn't give you any money to go. And that's why movies we missed. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. I am your host, Brandon Greenhouse, with my lovely co-host, Jane Diana Hammer. And before we get to the episode, I do want to let everybody know we've been getting a lot of correspondence, mostly by mail, um, via courier, mm. just people asking how they can get keep tabs on us and get a hold of us. Um, mm-hmm. You're probably wondering how are you getting it by courier if they don't know how to get a hold of you. Um, if you just mm-hmm. put Brandon and Jane on, uh, or BJ, uh, on an envelope, then it'll just they'll figure out they'll figure it out because they know who you can drop it at any local post office they'll know they'll know what you mean if you put sloppy bj on it it's going to go to jane um i can almost guarantee you just from years of you know establishing a certain brand uh but yeah so if you want to follow and if you put unsatisfying bj it'll go right to brandon it'll go to my assistant is who it will go to uh it'll go to uh yeah that sounds about Um, right passing the buck it's, it'll go to Crystalline, yeah. I've taken some classes, so things are things are touch and go, but, you know, we're doing the best we can. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to follow us on social medias, you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook uh, at Movies We Missed. And you can find us leading away over on Jane's, uh, I guess, kind of, I don't know if I'd call him ex-boyfriend, but uh, Elon Musk, whatever you two are to each other. Um, his, his sort of, you know, I guess, burgeoning, you know, overtaking of uh the, the twitter uh but yeah you can yeah, find we'll us over just, there we'll see yeah on on the twitter uh, jane runs mm-hmm. that at mwm chat at this point it is mostly just conspiracy theories and like these like really crudely drawn um webs that she sort of put up of like people's relationships to other people she's been really going after um big milk for a long time if you listen to our mm-hmm. uh you can't stop the music episode you'll hear that she's really she's got a bone to pick uh and it's a calcium deficient bone because uh, mm. milk hasn't been consumed. Um, well, it depends on where you stand. Milk does go. not always <laughs> do your body good. Go. Tell them more about your nut milk, Jane. Tell them about how they oh. can just switch out their whole milk, their deep whole milk, <laughs> for some macadamia milk, right? Because we all got access to macadamia milk. We all got that and kind it's of money. easy to make. And <sighs> you only pay about $35 a gallon, which I think is affordable Ugh. for most of I, us. I hate, I hate your turn as like a lot. <laughs> lifestyle brand it is <laughs> it is full of half truths it's um, giving it's giving goop it's giving ploosh or poosh whatever i don't Kourtney know what Kardashian. Is, but it's courtney kardashian so it's giving so you name two of the biggest celebrities in the world that's what it's giving because <laughs> i'm that's complimenting you, i'm complimenting myself yes so it's course. those two and then like and then you and you're like and then right me. there boom 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 i'm okay. I'm, call, I'm calling mine swoosh Oh, I think Nike may have a knock at the door, but um... we're <laughs> we're in talks. We're in talks about you're in who talks gets with Nike to mom? use it. Who who gets to use it? And I it is an it is an ongoing um, legal issue, and I'm not allowed to speak about the details of it. Imagine walking into that courtroom with forty <laughs> with forty attorneys for Nike, and then Glenn Lerner sitting on the other side with his lone briefcase. No. 
No, Glenn Lerner has disappointed me many times. I will be re representing myself. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> I love a good, I love a good murder trial when they're mm -hmm. like, when it is revealed that like the defendant is representing themselves. That's always when you know things are about to get real loosey goosey <laughs> in the courtroom. Like Ted Bundy, who it represented himself, such... proposed to a I, woman on stand. On I think stand. it's so appalling to like make like honestly like that kind of like buffoonery to make mm -hmm. like a witness who has been like assaulted by like a defense to re-traumatize them and make them have to like stand on a stand and like testify it, it just it's so to, like cool. if if they're a witness <laughs> and they're being questioned by the defense and the defense is representing themselves that is very problematic it is and yesterday as you we didn't actually talk yesterday we didn't talk yesterday but i thought of you and i was like I'm going to see if he reaches out to me because I knew you were nervous. Oh, you're talking about the like, tornado? Yeah, I'm talking about the tornado. Oh, wait, you want to see if I reached out to you? Why? Because you were like, I don't want to like, like... I don't want to make you... I don't want to be like, are Thank you, you okay? I appreciate because that. I didn't want you to... I, I felt like if I had reached out to you and asked, are you okay? You would be like, like, she's confirming that there's something to be nervous about. I was already, I was already gone. Um, okay, I figured. As Monica would say, I was so gone in anxiety. <laughs> um, so yeah, I actually... One of my really good friends came over and he did my retwist. And then we went and um, got something to eat a little bit further away. Like just walking distance, like, you know, and um, near the Whole Foods. And we were, like, sitting outside eating because he brought his bike. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were sitting outside eating and, like, the sky was just sort of, like, periodically I would look up and be like, oh, it's a little darker. Oh, a little darker. Um, and then, like, I looked at my – he said, he was like, oh, he's like, the sky is really, like, you know. And we were, like, getting the like, appetizers. And I pulled out my phone. I checked my weather app. It was like, no, baby, you're good. Like, mm -hmm. you got hours of, like, you know, sun and fun. <laughs> and I looked back like 10 minutes later and it was like, okay, there's a, there's an 18% chance that, that there may be a, a light precipitous situation that come in your way, but dine on, dine on you crazy diamond. <laughs> and then I, you know, five minutes later, I was like, let me just take another peekaboo. And they're like, you know what? <laughs> We're going to up it. We're going to up it to 20%. Something's happened in the last five minutes. Mm -hmm. It's got us thinking, but still that's 80% chance of you continuing to bask in the sun as Natasha Bedingfield told us, the rest is still unwritten. So mm -hmm. I'm really, you know, I mean, I'm staring at the blank page in front of me. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I looked at it and I, then I looked at the sky and I was like, I don't care what you say, you're lying. I know what's <laughs> going on. This guy, is, this guy is giving cobalt right now. And it was giving me like, it was giving cerulean before. I'm out. So then yeah. I was like, but we had some brisket. So then I was like, I should have just walked my black ass home. So I was like, let me, I was like, let me slip up in Whole Foods where we can get a bun for this, like a brisket sandwich later. Gut full of Thai food. Already thinking about a meal that I don't need to be having. And I'm hustling. And I'm in, I'm like literally in Whole Foods trying to hustle to get like some, trying to get some brisket. I'm trying to get some uh, buns. Cause I could just go like home. the yuppie white ladies being like, I gotta go. I gotta go, ma. Um, literally my ass on foot, her in a Mercedes. <laughs> um, but I'm like, and I was, I almost, I was like, you know what? Just head straight home. Like it's going to get bad soon. You can just eat that brisket loose. And I was like, <laughs> no, I need a bun. So, <laughs> so I got my bun and while I was in line checking out, everybody's cell phones start going off with the warning. Yeah. And it was, was it was like cacophonous everybody at the same time. And I'm looking around and people are just like, and you can feel the energy change. And I'm like, oh no. And then Wait, I called, was Dave in Michigan or was no, he No, Dave home? was at home. He was okay. at the con. Oh, thank God. 
So then I call him, and he was like, and Tristan also, my friend, oh, bleep his name out. He may not want his shit on blast. But <laughs> not, not like anybody gets spared. You don't want anyway. him to be associated with you. <laughs> yeah, and he's he, got a future. Um, yeah. So, so he, his, his, um, his, he attacked, he did my hair. And when you get retwist, like you don't, you like, it hardens up and everything, but it's in the process of becoming dread. So like, you have to sometimes be careful about things. And I'm like, out feeling real cute. Cause wait, before, before you get a retwist, it's like, you have to be careful when you're in the process, how you wash your hair and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. they're like, you can end up with like dandruff and stuff as you wait for like washing and retwisting and all that nonsense. So like, he just did my hair and I was out and it was loose and free. Cause I was feeling cute for the first time in like two weeks. So right. I was like, no hat today. And he was like, you better get your ass home. And he was like, don't let your hair get wet. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, no. That's I so was like a little black girl in a swimming pool with a perm. I was just like <laughs> trying to keep myself above water. And I was in the store and I called Dave. I was like, I don't know what to do. And it was like a tornado coming. And my husband, being the incredible person that he is, fearlessly faced down the tornado to come pick me up from Whole <laughs> I was going to say, I, I know this ends in Dave. Swing, um, bad pick you up. <laughs> but I honestly would have walked, but he said he was like, "There was no way you you should not have been walking." Like, no, the... yeah, so, he's right. He said, and like he was... the tornado sirens were going as well. Yeah, and, and actually... that's the part that made me slightly yes. nervous because I kept turning to Tara and being like, "Are we okay?" And she, I was like, "Should we go to the basement?" And she's like, "She's like, no, we're fine. Like, I, it's it, it's not. It's she said it's it's further like north." from us and further west from us and it, i was like yeah. okay well if it's further north are dave and brandon okay and she was like they're fine they're fine and i was like okay and so she was not nervous at all and so i just kind of like went with how she was feeling um, i did get a text from i did get a text from this her stuff. though oh you did and what did she say she said i hope the tornado hits you too um <laughs> which i was oh, a I little surprised tears. by but i was like she probably, she's having a rough day <laughs> So I just, you know, took and tried. <laughs> She's um, lashing out. But now things are coming No, but we survived out. it. Um, yeah, we yeah, survived it. we lived it. to tell the tale. And um, yeah, I think it was suburbs nearby where like some tree, someone of the oldest trees in some nearby suburb was knocked down. Destroyed, yeah. My brain's always tuned in a certain way though. So I was like, y'all probably mm-hmm. did some racist shit with that tree anyway. If it's that old, it's probably seen... <laughs> Oh God! Plenty of gatherings out there, and things. I think up, we so. can. Fuck I tree. think you can give up an old tree in the sacrifice of, of lives, hopefully. Mm. But that speaking hard. of sacrifices on sacrifices, sacrifices and lives and lives. Oh my God! What a we're what here a... to talk about a movie, and it's a we. Film. <laughs> it is a film that was made and financed and seen by a lot of people, and. And now seen by me. And now seen by Brandon. Absolutely. And I would love to go ahead and jump in, read a little synopsis about the fourth and the fourth and penultimate installment of the Twilight Saga. Hey, let's give it to him, girl. Breaking Dawn, part one. Mm. Hold on. Take your time. Are you crying? <laughs> no. You are cordially invited to the nuptials of Rebecca Goodblood and Edward Bloodsucker. We maintain that this is not at all a weird thing, even though they met in their senior year of high school and are getting married at 18 years old. Either way, they're moving forward. 
Alice, Edward's quote-unquote sister, somehow plans the whole affair because she's so on board with everything. It's a beautiful, woodsy, Pacific Northwest moment, and right after the celebration, Edward and Bella head to a special island in Brazil to kick off their honeymoon. So, how do a vampire and human seal the deal? Like every other newlywed couple, they want to make their marriage official. Edward is nervous he might hurt Bella, but eventually they get to consummate. The result appears to be euphoric for both of them, and the bottom line is, Edward was giving it so good to our Becky that he broke the damn bed. <clears throat> now, I'm no expert in the mechanics of vampire human sex, and I think it's safe to say neither are Edward and Bella. These irresponsible teens didn't even think to use a condom. Having only recently found myself in the position of pondering vampire ejaculate, I'm wondering if a condom would have even prevented his powerful sperm from getting all up in there. Anyway, two weeks later, we find out Bella is pregnant? <laughs> With what? We have no idea. There are legends, of course, but no one knows for sure what she's carrying. All we know is that the gestation period is quick. They rush back home to Forks and seek the advice of Carlisle. The vamp baby is essentially sucking the life out of Bella. She is skin and bones, can't eat a thing, and is weaker than ever. Everyone wants this baby O-U-T out. Edward begs Bella to let them, quote, take care of it. When Jacob finds out, he's furious and wants to kill both Edward and the vamp baby. The only people who are standing in the way are Bella and her unlikely ally, Rosalie. Furious about the situation, Jacob shifts into werewolf mode and tells the pack what's happening. Sam, the alpha, becomes concerned and thinks it's their responsibility to kill the creature inside Bella, even if it brings harm to Bella as well. They're not sure what this unknown creature is capable of, but they're not going to wait to find out. Jacob won't let any harm come to Bella, so some confusing wolf stuff happens, and that means Jake has broken free from his pack and is now a lone wolf. Seth and Leah join him because, just like everybody else, they inexplicably love Bella and will risk their lives for her. Just in the nick of time, Bella finds out how to get nutrition to her rapidly growing creature. As expected, it's just a cup full of delicious human blood. Bella is happily waiting for her precious bundle's arrival, but no one knows exactly when it will be. All of a sudden, her back literally cracks in half, and I guess that indicates labor? Will giving birth kill her? Will Edward be able to change her into a vamp before losing her for good? Will their baby survive the ordeal? Will Jacob imprint on a newborn, giving us the creeps the rest of our lives every time we think about it? Will the wolves maul Bella and the baby to keep them from wreaking havoc all over Forks? Find out in the beginning of the end in Breaking Dawn Part 1. Whew. Wowza. <laughs> it, was, um, it was a roller coaster. Um, I, will, <laughs> I will start by doling out just some quick specs on the movie. 
Um, it was released on November eighteenth, two thousand eleven, mm. um, and it was it had a budget of one hundred twenty seven million dollars. Um, it grossed two hundred eighty one million at the box office domestically, and then internationally four hundred thirty million, um, almost four hundred thirty one. Uh, so the worldwide was around seven hundred twelve million dollars. Uh, these so, movies make so much movies. fucking money and it was one of the more expensive of the the twilight movies to um to be made although i mean they always return on investment but still um i just thought that that was uh really uh interesting um an interesting take also this movie yeah. has like you know it, the, the pedigree's been upped a little bit because we're dealing with a movie that was directed by academy award winner uh yeah. bill condon um yeah. So that tells you a little bit. He won the Academy Award for uh, Best Writing um, for uh, Gods and Monsters in uh, 99. Uh, But he Mm. also was nominated for uh, Best Writing for that Chicago um, in 2003. Right, that's where I recognize his name from. I wasn't sure about the other And directed and wrote uh, Dreamgirls as well. Or adapted Dreamgirls. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, mostly like music, like really known for his... his, you know, stage to screen um, musical adaptations that are, uh, I mean, I'd say Chicago and Dreamgirls are two of the biggest musical adaptations of the early aughts. So totally. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of what he's known for, which I guess makes sense if you're looking for sort of like glitz and glam. I did see that apparently like Condon, Sophia Coppola, Gus Van Zandt, which seems really weird to me, were like some of the other choices that they, uh, that they were looking at. Apparently Coppola though, only wanted to direct the first movie, and they wanted someone who was going to direct both. Um, mm. And so that's part of why it didn't work out with her. So I guess uh, she wanted to get her hands on another Virgin Suicide with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Am I mm. right, everyone? Remember that one? Yeah. So, so yeah. So I thought that that was interesting. This movie... Um, everybody, well, people aren't quite as pale. I will say that. There's a lot more uh, color. I, there was a lot of, like... Oh, we're going to say Jenny. No, I was just going to say, people, so from movie to movie, like, the Collins and the Vampires, like, they they change in, like, weirdness. Like, yes. they still look weird, but they don't look as insane as they did in the first couple movies. Maybe yeah. there's, like, more, like, better makeup artists or more, I'm sure that's like, a part of it, yeah. You know, better lighting. Like, I don't know what it is they're by like, combination. It's like they're chan- they're doing a better job of channeling, like, their vampiredom without, like, it skewing into just, like, silly and, like, costumey, yeah. which is where it was definitely living in those first couple movies because everything looks more expensive in this film than any of the totally. other films. The totally. setups, the lighting, the makeup, the, the clothing, mm-hmm. you know. And just, like, people looked better. Like, I feel like in the first few movies they just didn't like the van and when you read the books it's like they're supposed to be like absolute models mm-hmm. and they just looked weird to me they didn't look like models now it's like okay they're kind of trending more towards that with like they've sunk some more money into them like looking i don't know towing the line between like a human and a vampire i guess yeah, and this Whatever movie the fuck that means. <laughs> I actually have I have a question for you that you may be able to answer for me. Um yeah. this is a really deep, complicated movie, so sometimes right. I get lost in the sauce mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Um guilty. <laughs> but um <laughs> the her mother and father when they come to the house, I remember from one of the earlier films the shot of like the like wall design that was like um the wall design of the graduation hats. And like oh, her, yeah, and in yeah, this movie, totally. her mother comments on it, and she's like, "Oh, how how interesting." And her dad's like, "Oh yeah, that's one word for it, or weird." Yeah, um, but it's like 
Dave asked me, and I couldn't remember. Do her her parents? Do they know that the Cullens are vampires? No, they don't know. They don't. Okay, I that, I was leaning towards that, but I just wasn't one hundred percent sure. No, um, they don't know, and which makes this whole thing so fucking weird. The her mom is too on board with everything. Yes, her I wrote is... that. That's my that was my first my first <laughs> note. My literally my first note was her mom is so excited about this stupid wedding, and Dave commented <laughs> on it too because her mom they have her in like CGI paradise like she's her mom gets it's almost like they're making fun of themselves as they're making I fun. know it is her mom's in a cartoon basically which yeah. I guess is probably where these wolves live but her but her mom <laughs> is her mom pulls out the wedding invitation and then she looks up at a man whose face we don't see. I'm yeah, assuming it was so like didn't a, have to pay the the under, stepfather. Yeah, like an underutilized yeah. Michael Rappaport or something. It, all we get is like a shoulder and like and like part of jugular um, from behind, and she just goes, "It's happening!" With like the envelope with like the wedding invitation, and Dave's like, "Why is she excited about this? This is all a mess." I'm like, "It absolutely is," but I guess for an absentee mother, like, <laughs> yeah, I guess when like, in Rome, when in right. <laughs> just like put on your seatbelt and go along for the ride. I think about the fact I was thinking about my own mother. If this was a decision I tried to make when I was eighteen, and but to marry would. a vampire. <laughs> like she to be fair she doesn't know as a vampire but to marry someone i dated my senior in high school that i've known for maybe a year and like have this like elaborate ceremony with my mom would be like you're out of your goddamn mind you have no idea what you're signing up for you do not get to do this also like the wedding is like ugh, i'm jumping ahead a little bit so, no, wait, let's. Well, I, I know, I know, no, I know. Learn from Twilight is we that can like, go whatever everybody order knows this movie super well, so we can go whatever. Well, one order thing I did want to talk about before that was like her mom, like you mentioned, her mom's so giddy about it. There's a moment also early in the movie, they have her in this dress that apparently Carolina Herrera made, which is not, I don't like it. Her wedding her dress. Her wedding dress? I actually I, do like her wedding dress, and I was surprised uh, that I liked it. I don't love it. I like the I, I don't like I like the design on the back. I love the buttons. I like the lace. Yeah. Like I don't like mm-hmm. the front. It looks unfinished. Like I hate the way that like the darting is pronounced around like the, the oh, torso. It looks to like me, there's that, something that supposed was giving to be. like 1920s. Like I okay. liked that. All right, then I'll acquiesce on that. But what okay. I won't give give in on is the mm-hmm. fact that like they create this moment that's like it's like a half-hearted attempt to make like a reveal of like the bride to like her mother and her father it's like Mm -hmm. she's like in the room she's putting on she's like in the process of like putting on her make her um her makeup and everything and then like her mom alice is putting on her makeup alice is putting on her makeup and she's sort of like clumsily standing in the way everything (laughs) yeah alice is doing a lot i think rosalie may be there um, but they're sort of just like in the way almost. It's like, it's not like a real full on like movie, like, like $150 million movie bride reveal. And it's yeah. like, they're kind of just clumsily standing in the way. And then like one of them sort of like putters out of the way. And then like her mom just like, it's like supposed to be this magical moment, but she's never looked plainer. And, <laughs> and they're just like, and her mom's like, oh my God. I'm like, it's just like her with a little like lip gloss on. Like, let's calm down. <laughs> Um, I actually, I did think she looked nice, but I understand, like, she, uh, Brandon just, you guys didn't, he just rolled his eyes at me. No! No! Yeah, I can see you, and I will. I didn't do that. 
I will expose you. But it's fine. We can have a difference of opinion. I think totally. That's the podcast hinges on it. (laughs) You know, absolutely. But I do think, like, I feel like they were trying to go for like a classic pared down look, and I think that they did do that well. Okay. Like, not something I would have chosen for myself, but like, I think it looked nice. No, you love it, and you would do it. You would do it if you had the chance. Also, the thing about this, like, it's like everyone is so on board. The only person who's telling the truth is Andrew Ken- Anna Kendrick in that wedding where she's like but in like, the audience. But weirdly, because first of all, I think it's funny that her three friends were in this movie for two seconds. They were mm-hmm. like, we got to have you in here for a quick for a quick cameo. You know what this is. <laughs> but also, Anna, there's like a montage of like, it's supposed to be like funny and charming, but it's neither. But there's a montage of people at the wedding like getting up to give weird speeches and then like Anna Kendrick mentions like all of a sudden this storyline that maybe was in the books but has not been in any of the movies Dave actually was one because I was like where did this come from and he was like well maybe it was something in the books that they didn't include before and they're clumsily trying to add in now but like Anna Kendrick during her speech is like yeah I mean like and you know like Edward (laughs) he's so cute you know and he ended up with Bella you know the quiet girl even though I was you know captain of the volleyball team and blah 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 it's like where's this energy coming from at no point in any of these films have have I in any way picked up on the fact that like Anna Kendrick had any designs on like Edward Cullen if I recall correctly she was one of the people actually talking about how odd the Cullens were in the first movie so I was like where's this energy of you like this is not something that we've been exploring in the, in the previous stories and now it's like you're like yeah, your like it's... chance of being with him has like passed you by and it's like didn't know you wanted it girl I think it's like I think it's two things like okay so definitely in the book more like there is not necessarily the element of her wanting Edward but her not understanding that like Bella who is like quiet and shy and like not necessarily that personable gets like quote the hottest guy in school and I think that makes her feel competitive with Bella in a way and I think that is more in the book okay within the movies and like such a throwaway moment and like I the, the all the speeches are ridiculous the whole thing is like ridiculous because it's like why is no one saying that this is weird everyone is on board with all of this and it's it's the weirdest thing in the world the thing that i was saying that anna kendrick the the only person speaking the truth was when she was <laughs> waiting for bella to walk down the aisle and she goes do you think she'll be showing <laughs> like oh indicating that she was pregnant in the family and being way. like and she goes, who else gets married at 18? And I was like, yeah, this is weird. This I mean, is people in small towns sometimes. Uh, it was like, That's but it, true. no, but it is, it is super strange. Also, where's this storyline? Was Edward, I don't ever remember thinking that Edward Cullen was the hottest guy in school. I always thought that these people were like the weird outsiders who everybody was like, why are they so pale? And like, they also no, maybe every... are like teetering on incest as well, which was something that has been like <laughs> yeah. mentioned lightly and intimated towards in like, all of these other films. So I thought they were like the weird incest crew is what I thought. And like all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's so cool. And before it was like, yeah, I think those people fuck each other. But they're siblings. <laughs> it's weird. And now it's like that. And I'm like, what? which is it? Because it seems like to, up to this point, I thought they were the odd people in town. And mm-hmm. I also, and I also like, I thought it was just super weird that this wedding was like attended by hundreds of people because it's like, <laughs> Everybody has been talking about how they are literally the outsiders in this town for so long. And all of a sudden, it is the end of Big Fish. And this wedding is 
full of like the t- the who's who of town and everybody wanting to kiss the ring of the Cullens. And it's like, I thought they were social pariahs, but maybe I'm mistaken because not a not a soul is missing this one. And not <laughs> there were so many people at this wedding. So no, more people than have been spared. in the entirety of the previous four movies. This movie is yeah. full of people. It is like, or the previous three movies, <laughs> but, only but for it's the, just like. Only for the first like 20 minutes. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying the wedding itself. I would have expected a very like quiet, yeah. simple ceremony with like the Collins and like maybe some of her friends and like parents and stuff. Because it's like, I haven't seen either. You're both outcasts in a way. I mean, in many, in many ways, like self-imposed. Totally. But like you both like just hang out. You both like keep to yourselves. And like, I haven't seen either of you like being it's particularly like. The, like, like personable or engaging with the world in any way that would lead me to believe that anybody would be like oh yeah like nobody's gonna be like oh yeah me and me and becca we like hang out all the time we do stuff together at school like it makes sense that like i would be like at her wedding it's like we're on cheerleading together it's like no you weren't because all did she do does is pur- read books did you, did, you, did you do that on purpose do what on purpose <laughs> call her becca no, and I actually was practicing before this. It's Bella. I know this. I know it's Bella. I'm I, I my bad. But yeah, nobody knows her. And no, because yesterday I was like I, I I was so proud of myself because I kept saying I kept stopping myself. I would say Becca and I would correct myself and Dave was like, You're doing good. So um <laughs> I'm on the right path with this name, guys. Um, so yeah, so that was really funny to me. This whole <laughs> wedding, um, this whole wedding, and then they also, when she's walking down the aisle, her dad always looks like he did something years ago that he's afraid he's about to be caught for. <laughs> he's always sweaty palmed and like biting his upper lip. Like, well, I will say, I feel like he's up. he's the only one who's appropriately reacting to this wedding, where he's like, I can't stop them. They're eighteen, but like please get on board with the fact that like i am not happy about this this is fucking so like so fucking weird also dave kept saying they would do stupid things and i would be like what are they doing like what are they doing and dave would be like they're kids i'm like no one of them's a kid one of them's 200 years old <laughs> like and he needs to stop there's also moments with the vampire bros when they come to pick him up from like for like his oh, his like God. bachelor party and they're so all like stupid. playing like you know slap crotch outside and like Ugh. and i was like these are supposed to be 200 year old men like <laughs> i get that you're performing youth in a certain way for like the world but like there should be like when you're i would just expect a little bit of like a hint at like the fact that you like you've lived through some shit and like you were there when like you know the beaches of normandy were stormed like i just want to see like (laughs) something that feels like a little bit more like you know aware of like the world in a way that you have to maybe mask at times but it's just like i know they just these are 18 year olds who are playing 18 year olds is what this is but yeah because they there's like there's no consideration for the depth of life you know that that's the, that's what i mean like, there's no <laughs> and we like don't everything ever... is performance like we they're never performing talk they're performing friendship they're performing like like you know familial ties like all of that and i don't mean i mean like the way they're written they're written yeah. like this it's yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. it's not the actors it's like they're written and directed like this and it's like someone needs to stop and be like let's do something that makes sense let's not have a bunch of 200 year old men act like they're 18 year old boys going to a strip club at a bachelor party maybe like, maybe like is... not all the, like it would just be curious to see like a little bit of like playing around with those levels it also is like I would love to just have a moment where where Becca's like, 
I would love to have a moment where Bella, where Bella is like, just turns mm-hmm. to Edward and she's like, oh my God, what was it like living through like the Spanish influenza? Like, <laughs> yeah. something tells me those eyes would glaze over and he would probably put on like <laughs> Death Cat for Cutie and like try and change the subject. But like, right. it's just like, oh, like, oh my God, like you were alive for the depression. You've and it's just seen like everything. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, let's uh let's <laughs> let's watch Jackass. Um it's like okay. Well, and that's like the weird thing that's always been weighs heavily on my mind when I watch these movies. How can a two hundred year old connect with an eighteen year old? Like that We is... watch plenty of seventy and eighty year old rock stars do it. <laughs> um Oh my god. But no, you're one hundred percent right. I actually and then this scene is also where we get, uh, we, and during this first beginning part, we get a moment that is between, um, it's Edward and it's, and it's, uh, Bella. Um, mm-hmm. and we get a moment of them, like, pre-wedding. And, mm. um, I'm gonna, Jane and I are gonna, we're gonna, uh, share it with you. I just sent you a copy of the scene, Jane. Oh, um, we're gonna perform it? I think it, it, it seems only fitting. Yeah, um, I love it. And then, um... I I would love um to take on the role of Bella in this scene. She is my spirit. You'd animal. love to take on Bella. Yeah, and um. Okay. And then you would be. So Edward this is then. before the wedding. Yeah. So this is before the wedding. Um, they're at Bella's house, and um, they're saying good night. It's right before Edward goes to his bachelor party. And same. I was just checking for cold feet. Well, mine are tasty warm. It's not too late to change your mind. What? Now you're having second thoughts? You are. No, I, I've been waiting a century to marry you, Miss Swan. But? I haven't told you everything about myself. What? You're not a virgin? Look, <laughs> you can't... You can't scare me away now. Look, a few years after Carlisle created me, I rebelled against him. I I resented him for curbing my appetite. And so for a while, I went off on my own. I wanted to know how it felt to hunt. To taste human blood. All the men I killed were monsters. So was I. Edward, they were all murderers. You probably saved more lives than you took. Bella, that's that's what I told myself. But they were all human beings. Mm. I looked into their eyes as they died, and I saw who I was Mm. and what I was capable of. And what I'll be capable of. Why are you telling me this to me? Did you really think that this was going to change my mind about you? I just wondered if it could change your mind about yourself and who you want to see when you look in the mirror a year from now. I knew I could do this. Let me tell you what. Because you did. You should give yourself some credit for this. Now, hopefully, a year from now, I'm going to be looking in the mirror and see someone like you. I mean... Someone capable of courage and sacrifice and love. And scene. 
I felt, I felt that one. I felt every moment of that. The spirit t- of Edward took me over. Mm, it did the same I... for, for Bella in Brazil. <laughs> um, we do have another um, moment. I, I did pick two scenes from the movie. The oh, other you did? One... Okay. Yeah. Send it to me. Okay, so this other one, it feels, it's kind of fitting to just do them, I guess, like close together because they're both from the wedding. Mm. Um, This other scene is a scene because we don't have Jacob at the wedding during the the nuptials and everything. And it's sort of like, where's, you know, where's he at? And then he shows up. And um, this is a scene where where Bella tells him basically of her plan to go on her honeymoon with uh, Edward still human before <laughs> transforming into a vampire and Jacob is none to please. Um, Jacob no likey. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you, yeah. you, do you have a preference on who you, on who you'd want to be in this one, Janie? I feel like I want to be Jacob. What do you okay. feel? No, that's fine with me. Um, okay. So we, we sh- probably should start with the, I'm sorry I'm late then because it's right after Edward has left and it's uh, just Jacob and Bella alone sort of. Okay. All right, you ready? <clears throat> and scene. I'm sorry I'm late. Doesn't matter. Everything's perfect now. Will you dance with me? Where have you been? We were going to put your face on a milk carton. Mostly northern Canada, I think. <laughs> it's weird to be back on two legs again. <laughs> In clothes. Got out of practice with this whole human thing. Are you okay being here? Why? A riddle trash your party? You're not the only one. <laughs> You'd think I'd be used to telling people goodbye by now. <laughs> Come on. You're not supposed to be the one crying, Bella. Everyone cries at weddings. <laughs> this is how I'm going to remember you. Pink cheeks, two left feet. <laughs> Brat. Because what? Soon I'm going to be dead to you? No. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to appreciate your last night as a human. Well, it's not my last night. I, I thought you... But I didn't really want to spend my honeymoon writhing in pain. What's the point? It's not like you're going to have a real honeymoon with him anyway. Well, it's going to be as real as anyone else's. That's a sick joke. You are joking. What? While you're still human? You cannot be serious, Bella. Tell me you're not that stupid. I mean... It's really none of your business. No! You can't do this! Jakey! (laughs) Listen to me, Bella! Jake, let me go! (laughs) And scene. (laughs) So, I didn't realize until this movie... So, was that a thing this whole time? That, like, a human can't have sex with a vampire? Because I completely missed that until this moment. No, I don't think... It's never been discussed... This is, like, I think maybe the first time. 
Or maybe because it's all of a sudden movie, a huge plot point. Yeah, <laughs> like, because like, like I think in the last movie when he like at one point Bella does try to go over to his house to have sex with him and he's like no 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 I can't. But they but then that's why he's like well let's get married. So I don't know what the fuck the deal is. But I didn't understand that like a human and a vampire having sex was like potentially like life threatening. Well, yeah, but then he's like, then when they go on the honeymoon, and then he's like, I'm gonna, like, I, I'm not gonna be able to control myself. I'm gonna fuck you so hard, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> it's like, whoa. But okay. Also, like, then they're like on the honeymoon, and like before that even happens, they go on the honeymoon, and then like we get this like silly lotsy of like Bella like in the bathroom like trying to get ready. Apparently, she didn't shave her legs before the ceremony. <gasps> I um, thought that was so strange, too. There's a shot of her shaving her leg. It's like, you didn't shave your legs for your own wedding? That seems weird to me. If you're a person <laughs> like, who shaves their legs, it's like... That's the thing. It's like, your yeah. body hair, your choice, of course. But, like, if you're a person who does shave their legs and you're like, well, I'm just going to wait till the night of my honeymoon after traveling internationally for several <laughs> hours, taking a plane, a car, a boat, arriving in an island, and now it's time to shave? Now it's like... leg shaving time. <laughs> So all of that happens, and then, like, it's sort of, like, she does that, she's, like, doesn't know what to do. Like, she's, like, and they're really, like, hamming it up, which is why I called it a latte, because it's just, like, the silliest, like, comedic routine. And it's just, like, literally, like, her, like, she's, like, she's weirdly having, like, like brushing teeth is foreign, like, pulling things out of a bag is foreign. She pulls out a nightie, and she's shocked by it. And it's, like, did you not put this in your, your like, luggage? No, okay, this is, I get a pair, Alice packed all of her bags and bought all of her clothes for her trip. That's which not a is, thing. It's absolutely nothing. And I would never go on a trip if someone else packed for me. I'd be Especially like, like your s- sister-in-law who's probably boned your husband. Yeah, exactly. And it's she's like, like at your lingerie. It's, it's also really weird. weird. And that, that's the, the thing that really bothers me about like her relationship to the Collins is like everyone is just serving Bella in this very weird like, And she's no agency. And, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is like the strangest like... That whole thing is, like, super, it's just super odd and super strange. And she's, like, pulling things out and it's, like, she's just so surprised by everything. And it's also, like, girl, you're the one who's been, and I get it, like, the reality of something versus, like, what you fantasized about, like, the pressure and all that. But it was just so unnecessarily, like, silly. And then she goes out because Edward's, like, in the water already. And apparently, like, Robert Pattinson, they said he, said he, he, he spent six months getting in shape for this role. And I was, like, what? Okay, it's the same. But no shade, but it was just like six months. It's a lot. Okay. So Robert Pattinson, and then like she, like. Well, I also feel like I don't even remember what he looked like. like At all. Know. And it's yeah. and also everything's pretty covered up for like. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't even remember like getting like a glimpse of him at all. So Which I'm like... apparently. So apparently the sex scene was originally shot and then it was rated R. So they had to reshoot it so that it would be rated PG-13. And according to IMDb, it says, The sex scene between Edward and Bella originally caused the film to receive an R rating by the MPAA. The scene had to be reshot and edited to receive a PG-13 rating. According to interviews, Robert Pattinson and director Bill Condon blamed Kristen Stewart's wild quote-unquote thrusting during filming. Condon said... (laughs) (laughs) Condon said... Um, and I quote, well, I think that's true. Kristen got very into it. I, I hate to be that's clinical, like but there are guidelines on thrusting intercourse, not to make people too excited. It was never explicit, but I think any movement that suggests that it is, is what the MPAA objected to. 
Um, which is just like well, funny because it's like also you're the director, um, right? Like if you're the director, step in and be like, we can't, you know, you yeah, we can't do or or shoot the different versions so you can piecemeal it together how you need to. You can see but what those also stuff. that kind of pisses me off that the male director and the male co-star were blaming like the female the female lead female was oversexed lead and was she was oversexed and was like too much during the sex scenes like she's just trying to do her job and you're just humiliating her she was doing too much and i knew the president of her fan club was gonna set everybody straight yeah um uh-huh. that's right uh-huh. she may win the oscar for spencer right jane she was nominated was that no i name? don't know did the ceremony happen it did happen and what happened? she did not win well she'll be back there She was nominated. I know. I'm saying she'll be back there. She'll be back there with more nominations and, you know, fighting off Chastain and Kidman and all in that whole group. And she does some interesting projects. She's really... She does do interesting projects, yeah. Yes. And she's really coming to her own as an actor. And she's sexy, right? And and I have respect for her every step of the way. And she's... Unlike some people who I co-host this podcast with. Do you have a... Would you say you have a crush on her? I... Look... I don't. Th- I don't have an active crush on her. Like, a, you have a dormant one. <laughs> I think. I think like ten years ago, I definitely had a more like she was like a celebrity crush. She's on around her. our age. It's not like. No, no, no. I know, uh, but uh, no, I wasn't saying that. Like, uh, but you know, you know how your celebrity crushes come. Go. I still love her. Fizzle in and out. You just fizzle in and out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like probably ten years ago, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> I would cut off my arm, you know. But now I'm like, uh, you know, uh, certainly if she walked up to me and you said, "What are you doing tonight?" I would be like, "Whatever you want, girl." What if she said, "But it's not an active crush." <laughs> but you're willing to throw your marriage, your marriage out the window. But, but oh my god, Tara would be like, "Go, go." <laughs> Um, so, so that all, that all happens really early in the movie. Also, during this sex scene, there's a song that plays that I looked up the lyrics to it because it was too much. Oh Um, my god. The lyrics, there's a section where it says, well, every kiss is a curse. It's okay. The song is called, oh lord, it's called Turning Page and it's by a band called Sleeping at Last. And the lyrics are, every kiss is a cursive line. Every touch is a redefining phrase. And then this next, uh, this next verse was like doesn't sound healthy to me um it says i surrender who i've been for who you are for nothing makes me stronger than your fragile heart if i had only felt how it feels to be yours well i would have known what i've been living for all along and i just that sounds like a cry for help yeah that sounds like a really toxic relationship (laughs) that you are no longer allowed to be which this is by the way a toxic relationship 100 um but it's just like why do you have to surrender everything also during this sex scene it didn't really seem like he was like rocking her world Uh, no very she was doing her best dead fish and he was like, he was, he literally was like ripping the, like they were, there's like a wooden headboard and he rips it with his bare hands. He's holding on to it. Well, after, you know, mounting her and he's holding onto the headboard and Kristen Stewart is like giving like tummy ache. She's like, mm, mm. and he's like, and his strength is like ripping the headboard, but it's like. The thrusts are non-existent, which I guess yeah, exactly. Bill Condon probably had something to say about. And we're not getting any heat from these two at all. Zero. And, and, she's, and when she she's wakes checking up in the her morning, 
She's checking the <laughs> Palm Pilot in the middle. And when she wakes up in the morning, there's like feathers everywhere, which indicates that like things were so feral they were ripping apart pillows. And it was like, when did but that she's happen? Giving, but she's also she's giving confusion. Like nothing happened in this bed that would warrant this. That's what her face is telling me. Um, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Never been better. Like I feel just fine. Whatever you thought you did, you didn't do." It. But um, then they like talk about how it's like it was like the best night of their lives or whatever, and I was like, I. But they yeah they you, talked about it, but they they didn't be about it though. They didn't be about it. They just yeah, said it because the they want to make. And she doesn't know. She got nothing to compare this to. And neither does he. He's a virgin, so it's like the yeah. Actually, he's a virgin. He's, yeah, he's a virgin. How? He's two hundred. He 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 waited for marriage, baby. He hasn't had sex with anybody in two hundred years. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a no, lie. No, it's not. And I don't believe in <laughs> Stephanie Myers. If if I could get a hold of her, um, if we were still friends, then I would reach out to her and I'd be like, Steffi, tell the truth and shame That's the devil because I don't believe thing. it. He but came this in with is that. how you know that it's written by like a Mormon because like everyone's a version. Is Stephanie Myers a Mormon? Oh my god, yeah, didn't we talk about that? No, I did not know that. This is like all very like puritanical. Christian the elders bullshit. were okay with the elders are okay with this with these books? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how like practicing she is or whatever, but like I think she grew up a Mormon, I don't know if she still is, but that's the thing, is like there's always a religious undertone. That's why they're getting married at eighteen, so they can fuck. Oh, see I didn't I didn't know that. Also, there was another song in here, and I, I should have identified. I just wrote down two lyrics, so they were stupid as hell. They were American Mouth and Big Pill Looming. And I was like, what does this mean? This is nonsense. Is that one here. line? American Mouth and Big Pill American Mouth was one line, and then the next line was Big Pill Looming. Um, hmm. American Mouth really stuck out to me, because that's what I used to call Jane. But the other stuff was weird, the Big Pill stuff. Well, because I've been known as the mouth of America. That's true. You and your girl, uh, Annie Coulter, the two of you, when you were putting out those books and saying all that nonsense. Um, but I know she dropped you, though, I heard. So. Well, I But you got Candy that. now. You got Candy Owens, and you and her, mm-hmm. I know, do stuff together. Play part cheesy and stuff. <laughs> part cheesy. Um, um, but the thing that was so egregious to me is, like, them pretending that they had the best sex of their life. But, they again, they wouldn't know. He's been waiting for 200 years, and she's 18 years old, so she has no idea. Also, the first time you have sex with somebody is, like, always, like, you know, it's it can be good, but, like, it always gets better. You know what I mean? I bet I bet he's saying that he's 200 years because he's probably been blowing the backside up with the vampires. And he's probably like, <laughs> I've had sex with a human. There's different things. Which you, that's how you count it. <laughs> So he's probably trying to throw him off. You know, he's that she's trying to trying to and he's trying to absolve himself of any judgment for that that two hundred year old thrust he brought. <laughs> that that turn of the century. That the tired, the century, that tired right ass thrust. <laughs> exactly. That used to work during Reconstruction, and it's just not doing it now. Um, so he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know me too. I'm Virgin too." Um, that old ass game he's using, um, but. Yeah, so that all was really that all was really funny to me. And then oh, when did I write that down? Um, oh, it was. <laughs> I don't what? Know I'm laughing. I'm laughing at my own comment. I just said I was. It was because I was talking earlier. To you, I wrote this down when him and Bella were like interacting, and I was thinking about all the questions she should be asking him about his past since he's so old. And one of the questions I wrote down was, "Did you guys ever help out when Hitler was in the mix?" Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a really important question. What Where did, or they're like, oh yeah, that was. Have you been on? Or Edward's like, like, oh, that was really crazy and like a really stressful time. And she was like, for you as a supporter of whom was it? What was the stress? What was the stress? Where did the stress lie? Also, where were you during the civil rights movement? Because yeah. I know some of y'all. Well, uh, remember Jasper was like, he fought for the like Confederacy. Yeah, I think a couple of them have some and, of those shared sentiments. And I feel like we like glossed over that. And I feel like Jasper's probably every time, well, you know, they keep it, they keep it pretty light in Forks, but every time oh, yeah, absolutely. A, a person who doesn't pass the paper bag test shows up, I'm sure Jasper gets a little antsy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, they have to remind him. He starts singing about old Dixie. If you uh, have you like noticed, just like Jasper in the background of shots, he looks like an absolute robot statue. Yeah, he never he really. Moves. He never gives humans. <laughs> um, the whole thing is like really stupid. And then, um, yeah, they have their their sensual. They have their sensual night of delight. And then, like, she has all these bruises on her body, which like. He, she seems to not be aware of in terms of, like, feeling them. He's, like, he's pointing out the bruises to her, and she seems, like, unaware of them, kind of. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, no, I want more of that. And he's, like, no, no, no. He's and like, the, the kitchen is closed, baby girl. The kitchen is closed. And then she, there's, we get another montage of them on their trip, playing a lot of chess. Because um, he won't fuck her anymore. Yeah. So he's, just, like, I hurt you. I hurt you. These light bruises. Um, and I think if they wanted to tell that story, they would have had to hurt her more, but they really were dancing a, a, a very dangerous line. So they kept it yeah. as light as they possibly could, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of chess that they're playing. And mm-hmm. then also mixed in with shots of Becca, I guess, like trying to like, Bella, be like Bella, <laughs> Bella trying to like seduce him. There's like a couple shots and I didn't understand what she was doing. I thought something was wrong with her. <laughs> And I said to Dave, I was like, what's happening? Because I couldn't figure out. She was like leaning against like a wall and I thought she was sick. And that was her being seductive. She was in like I, a little black. That was very confusing too. Yeah. I was like, what do you think this is giving? Um, but, you know, I'm sure there was Kristen Stewart like doing her version of like an awkward teen girl. And not totally. like the director being like, go in there and be as sexy as you can. Mm-hmm. And then Kristen Stewart being like, got it. And then the director was like, start whenever. And she's like, no, that was it. He was like, I thought you were performing the scene later on when you realize that you're pregnant and you're killed over in pain. And she's like, you know no, what? no, I'm giving seductress right now. <laughs> He's like, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be similar. Do you know what I want for you? Me? I want, yeah, listen, listen. A solid me. friend, a person I can count on? <laughs> I want for you at some point to have to sit face to face with Kristen Stewart and I want to play back-to-back clips of all the shit you've said about her and have to look her in the eye. Well, me, I'm sure she'd be like, you're right. <laughs> it wasn't my best work. <laughs> I don't think she's got delusions. I don't think she thought she was serving. I don't think Kristen Stewart was getting up at, at 4 a.m. to check the Oscar noms when these <laughs> movies were dropping, baby. I, I I think that I actually, like, one of the funniest things, too, is, like, see, like, there's, like, things, I may have mentioned this before, but there's, like, things on YouTube of Rob, Robert Pattinson, and I haven't seen the Christmas Stewart, but, like, during interviews being, like, this movie's insane, like, this whole storyline's ridiculous. No, they were just, they were like, laughing all the way to the bank. They absolutely, were, absolutely. They were ca- cashing those checks and getting that coin, mm-hmm. and more freaking power to them. Absolutely, I would do. I would do this franchise in a heartbeat if they asked me. Let me tell you, they didn't. Maybe if they re, maybe if they like redid it, you think <laughs> they redid it, and I can play an eighteen-year-old, and I've always maintained that I can play an eighteen-year-old to the second power. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of those song lyrics were really weird for me. They seemed there, and she she sort of succeeded at like she it was it was a lot that scene where she finally gets him to like have sex with her but she's it was like it was like i need it like it was like very that like i got an itch and there's only one scratch um and he was like my 200 year old penis and she's like exactamundo um, and also i okay so i have a couple of questions actually just about the mechanics of this because like i don't understand and maybe uh, i can't i honestly should have listened to our last episode um, before we record this, because I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but like, okay, how do you get an erection as a vampire if you are, if you have no blood? So like an erection is like blood flowing down to your penis and it gets hard, obviously. I'm a Hold doctor, on, let me so get a I notepad. It is blood rushing down to your penis. Okay. And getting oh, so like Coldplay's album, Rush of Blood to the Head. Exactly. And the Got head it. they're talking about is the shaft. Er, the, Got it. The tip of your penis. And the name of Google. Um, <laughs> so, if a vampire's cold and has no blood, how does he get a boner? That's a good question. And so, how can you perform sexually on your honeymoon? Are vampires bloodless? They have no blood. I can't think of a scene. I was trying to think of a scene from the movie where a vampire has been like injured and like if they bleed or not. What does anything come out or they don't? I don't think so. Or maybe they have special vampire blood. I don't know. Or maybe that but, maybe their special but vampire either blood. Either way, you know? it runs cold, so he's freezing to Bella's touch, right? So, excuse me, I just burped. Can you cut that out? So he's freezing to the touch. So like either way, it's like when she's having sex with him, it's like fucking an icicle, probably. But ugh. ugh. <laughs> I'm asking so like, the real question. So it's like its own kind of like numbing agent, and like I guess so. And I also, don't know. Also, it's like it's like internal hypothermia almost from like yeah. it's going on for too long, and she's like take breaks because she's like and get she's that popsicle like, oh, out of me. Oh, I've got freezer burn. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like yeah. She's like go put that. She's like go put that that push pop over there for a second while I try and like warm back up. What in the? And then also like. Is his ejaculate ice cold too? That's a good question. Oh, that's a I'm lot. sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're asking scientific questions, and this is stuff. We're the hard hitting. We ask these questions on this podcast. We're the real I, deal. I'm a journalist, just like anybody else, and Absolutely. I just like anybody else, just like anybody else in journalism and mm, that sort of nope, field. Don't qualify. Don't qualify. <laughs> just like any citizen who's trying to see what's going on outside. <laughs> When they see their neighbors getting arrested and they hop outside, yeah. Just like anybody else. <laughs> Just like um, anybody else. <laughs> also, there's the moment where like at, we realize something's afoot when like Bella's like in the she's in the kitchen and she's like eating chicken or they're like mm-hmm. it's like a moment and then we sort of like she starts like retching into the toilet. Yeah. And ooh. then Edward comes in and then this was a little thing, but it appalled me. <laughs> she wipes her vomit mouth and then she mm-hmm. takes his hand. With the same hand. <gasps> I didn't and, notice that that's disgusting. And it was, I was like, it's just juicy with bile. I also didn't see, okay, first of all, I hate when they show people throwing up yes. on film. It's I like, it. you can, I, I, it's fine to like show someone getting sick or whatever, but I don't want to see the like stuff leave Spittle. someone's mouth. 
No. And they show that so much. It's like, why do you have to do that? Just have someone's like head in the toilet. I'll get what's going on. Like, I don't need that. During that documentary about Paul Verhoeven, the You Don't Know Me documentary, where they mm-hmm. talk about like certain motifs that recur- that reoccur in Paul Verhoeven films, and one of them mm-hmm. is women vomiting. And they show like five or six clips from different oh. films of women vomiting. And it's like, uh, what, what is weirdo. this about? Why yeah, do you got so much puke a... happening? That's a really and it's weird that it's women. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm, if I'm, I may be mistaken, but I think it was all females, and it's just like, what is up with you and like wanting to see women puking? That's allegedly, I don't weird. know. Allegedly, eh, don't tell me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I realized that was a hot take that make it me in location. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So that was really weird, and then we get we realize this is like this advanced pregnancy happening as she's like she when she gets home. And she reveals her pregnant belly to Jacob. That's how we just realize what's going on. I mean, on. we all knew what was going on. We knew what was going on. But, but yeah, you're she, right. But in this film, it's the first time that we see that she's pregnant. Is like, after the honeymoon, she, like, that happens. They have, like, suspicions. She's like, I think there's something inside me. And we're like, what could that be? And she, Jacob comes and sees her. She looks like shit. She's literally never been, like, more sick. And she reveals her very pregnant stomach. And this is only supposed to be, like, a couple of weeks later. So it's like, the uh, clearly the gestation period is lightning Love, fast. Yes. It's a lot shorter. and Because there's a moment when she's first touching her stomach and she says, how did this happen? And I was like, you don't know how sex works, idiot? And then I realized that she was, adva- I realized how advanced in the pregnancy she was. I was like, oh, okay. Because I was like, did you not know that that, that this comes right after the other comes? Well, to be honest, I would have been really blown away if I was having sex with a vampire, if that vampire could get me pregnant. I would be surprised. They had. You You think she didn't know that she could get pregnant from Yeah, I Edward? don't think they knew. No, what? because no. he's... No, no, no. He's not living. Why would you think that you could get you pregnant? Still wanna do, you still want to do your work before you marry somebody, and are you yeah, agreeing but... to have a marriage that you're not going to have children? All of these things... Of course! Like, that's... We don't, don't say of course, and don't decide no, no, no. that, because we don't I know do... for sure. No, 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 I do know that because there are discussions that, the that are in the book where well, it's I wish like, that we'd seen are that. you willing, are you willing to give up your life with me that you could have like a happy family, have children, whatever. Are you okay. willing to give that up to me to marry? So yeah. As a viewer, everybody like, thinks that you can't have children. I did not know that. That was not mm-hmm. included in the movies. And as a viewer, I definitely did not think in a world. Also, let's not make it seem like this is a world with real rules because right. we, because we're dealing with like wolves in cutoff shorts that like <laughs> you know are fighting the vampires face. with red eyes so like i'm just saying i'm not using i'm not using real life rules to justify what's I, possible in terms I agree. of like i agree you know pregnancies but i definitely would have thought that these two would have been able to have a baby so it wasn't shocking to me that she was pregnant it was shocking to me like the well first of all it wasn't shocking nothing was shocking it just <laughs> but it was the rate the rate at which the pregnancy, like, was maturing was the thing that was, like, interesting, but it wasn't, like, I, I I wasn't interested because I thought, oh, my God, she's able to get pregnant from having sex with him. That wasn't why I was interested. I was just, like, whoa, this pregnancy is is moving forward really quickly. But now that you say that, if I had read the books, then I would have also been a little bit confused by this. Yeah. But it's, like, I guess their love is so powerful that, like, it makes the impossible possible. <laughs> Although, <laughs> if that's the story they're trying to tell, it missed me. I just thought, all, like, okay. Although, also, one thing I said to Dave towards the end of this movie was, like, 
what is this relationship? Like, I feel like I never hear, I feel like I never hear Bella and Edward talk about anything. I feel like. No, they've never had a a regular (laughs) conversation. All they do is like swoon over each other and like kiss and cuddle and stuff. But like, and and I see them like. Survive like insane circumstances. And survive insane circumstances and like, Mm -hmm. you know, captures, you know, being captured and like, you know, caught and, you know, things like that. I see that happening, but I never see like the development of an actual relationship where they like have real conversations. Like I don't get how they're in love. It doesn't and, exist. And it's a, and the way that their love is created in these films, obviously there this is like a, you know, YA, you know, book mm-hmm. turned into a movie. But like I just I was like, man, I've towards the end of this movie I just thought because it's like they're once again presenting it like the love of all loves, you know, earth shattering, game changing, and it's just like, do you even know each other's like not that this is a barometer, but like, do you know each other's favorite color? Do you know our middle name? Like, totally. there's like so like, much. What like, do stuff... you guys? You guys align on what you like to do for fun? Because I've never seen you do anything for fun. So it's like, what is like? How do you enjoy your day to day life? Like, what do you do? What to do get you do? together and so much of your relationship is has to be a secret that it's like there's also like a moment in the movie when they're like doing a montage of them out and like they're like out in like the mountains and like edward keeps like he has this power where he can move really quickly Mm -hmm. and he keeps doing it but like leaving bella behind so there's a lot of these because she's begging him for sex and he doesn't want them to get physical thank that's why That's why, because I kept seeing these, these moments of him trying to get away from her, and I'm realizing now that, okay, so that's what it was. This was a deep movie, and it, a lot of it flew over my head. So of course, thank you for, for bringing it back to me. Because there's a lot of that happening, and that's the closest <laughs> I see to them engaging, other than they play a lot of chess in this movie, which is apparently their thing, which I didn't know, I didn't know but they're really honing it they're home. They're really, really They couldn't get their hands on, like, a shoots and ladders for this one. I'm sure they, they really, really enjoyed the Queen's Gambit n- together. Not a checkers board to be found. It's like, Mm-mm. I would love to see Connect 4 Sitch happen, a maybe Operation. Taboo. Operation you know? may be too close to home, but, yeah. you know, there's a lot going on here. And while all this is happening, we've got Jacob, who is just boiling over, and he's fuming <laughs> back, you know, in Forks because he's just like baby girl i was prepared for her to become a vampire but like he's really convinced that like this d is gonna kill her yeah which is so funny to me <laughs> like he gets so indignant about it and we read the scene earlier um and i lived like, the scene by the way i wasn't i wasn't reading it. i was actually trying to you know I, we, we encompassed our characters as we yeah, always for sure do. for sure and um, he gets so, it's like, what? Uh, he gets so mad about the idea of Edward and Bella having sex while she's still human. And, like, I understand maybe, but, like, in what world do you think you have the right to say anything about that? Like, they're getting married. They're do, They're living their life. Like, boy, you got to I mean, move on. I mean, they're married at this point. So it's like, yeah. I mean, I get you maybe being like, hey, I, it was probably not is my place, safe? but I a little concerned. Like, Are you going to be okay? And then, you know, if she's willing to play whatever game she's been playing. She's playing a bunch of stupid games this whole movie, so she's going to play another one. Let her. But it's well, like and that's the thing, too. It goes up. along with the theme of nobody trusting Bella to make decisions for herself. Like, it, even when it comes to, like, the fact that Edward's like, I'm not going to have sex with you anymore because, like, I bruised you. And it's like, if she's sitting there telling you she's okay, trust that she's saying she's okay and get up in there. 
But you we know? don't need any. But we don't need any creep shows watching this movie and then taking, <laughs> any, taking anything as a green light for real life That's and being true. like, That's "She's true. a little bruised and she took it, babe." It's <laughs> I like, mean, I guess ugh. in this case, it's better safe than sorry. But then also, when it comes to the baby, this also we really move into some interesting pro-life territory. Where... I I said it today. I was like, "Oh, it's like is this movie? Is this allegorical tale of?" <laughs> Pro-life versus pro-choice because it's like once the baby starts sort of like killing her body and she starts, you know, deteriorating, then all of a sudden they're all like, well, there's like this division in like the Cullen family uh, among like the various members of like what we should do because this is like pretty much everyone wants to terminate the pregnancy besides Rosalie. Yeah, and also and the, Rosalie's and the... never rode with Bella anyway. So in my mind, I'm like, you don't care if she dies because you don't care about her because you're right. low-key trash. So but, like, she wants, but she wants the baby because she's always, that's what she's always I do wanted. not like Rosalie. I've she's... never trusted her. But this is funny because in the last one, you said that she was the only person who was giving to giving it to us straight because she didn't like Bella and you liked that about her. Well, I changed my mind. Because, <laughs> because in this movie... Mm-hmm. They, they are written in such a way that the ways that they build these characters, it's compelling, it's swift, um, <laughs> it's master craftsmanship, and so mm-hmm. it's powerful mm-hmm. enough to help me draw a different conclusion. In That's this true. movie, That's I true. didn't like how, like, Bella's, literally, Bella's neck is falling off, and Rosalie <laughs> is like, you can't get rid of that baby, though. And it's like, <laughs> you, don't shit about, you don't give a shit about her. That's why you don't care. You just want there to be a baby around the house for y'all to like have to take care of, and you yep. know you can be the mother by proxy or something. But it's like she's really not doing well, and you're the this only like... one that's like no. Yep. <laughs> and she's literally deteriorating, and Rosalie is just like you're the you're the bravest woman I know. Don't let them talk you out of this. <laughs> it's like where have you been? Because you've never even spoken to me before. Exactly. And, you know, this is, goes to interesting territory, too. Like, her body, her choice. If Belle wants to do this, that's her yeah, choice. Absolutely. And we got to let her do it. But at one point, <laughs> Edward screams, take it out of her! <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed and laughed and laughed. So, one so, of the things that I thought was hilarious when they get home and Bella's like, uh, what, like, what's going on? No one knows what's going on. Um, Edward does a preliminary um, internet search, and I don't know if you caught it, but he's using Yahoo as a search engine, as if anybody's ever done yeah. that. I love when somebody gives me a Yahoo email address. It is like, I, I just mask my shock. But <laughs> it is like, the email, when I worked, I worked for a tour company that was, ge- that was geared towards seniors, mm-hmm. and the email addresses that people would give me... <laughs> All were Hotmail. Shocking. Okay, AOL yeah. Hotmail, of course. But there are some that are just like, like the wildest ones. Like, people just be like, first of all, it's just a series of letters and numbers. So it's like whatever the computer <laughs> vomited up at you. Um, but it'll just be like, yeah, um, DB long, you know, hash, hashtag, uh, you know, Interabang, you know, at... <laughs> Roadhawk dot Beverly Shores Condominium dot FL because they're in Florida dot RR dot com. And it's just like, what? This is wild. Where are your kids? Where are your, you have a niece? There's not a cousin? Can someone simplify this? This is too niche. God. Um, Anyways, 
Oh, back back to the back, back to the lecture. Back at hand. to <laughs> Becca and Edward. Becky with the good blood. We haven't. I don't think we said it once this episode. Oh, okay, so, yeah, we got it in there. Becky with and the so good did Edward. Blood. <laughs> um, so she's back home. She's pregnant. She's lying to her dad. He's at home being ineffective for you. She's never been able to protect her, and he is just calling he just and lets her run a goddamn muck i guess does. she's 18 and she's married now but but it's just yeah. like he's calling she's at she's back in forks but she doesn't want him to know she so... tells them they tell her that she has some sort of virus which is um relevant to 2022 but um 2020 she's... and 2021 would like to talk to you because it was relevant then too jane well, I'm just saying right now it's 2022, so I'm relating now to 2011. Oh, I know. I just want to. I just want to get on a, a high horse about something. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! What a surprise. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, her dad, um, a yeah. family that works. <laughs> Let's talk about them. <laughs> um, like famously doesn't work at all. Yeah, famously um, like doesn't <laughs> work. He, but he's then like she's calling. Like, and she's she like, and she keeps being like, Dad, I'm going to Switzerland for treatment. He's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And she's like, No, 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 don't come, don't come. Also, cool. also, I would love for her to have called his bluff on that. He wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> he was like, I'm on my way. It's like, are you? Because I, first of all, you got Switzerland money. Um, but How he are you was like, buy his ticket. <laughs> yeah, it seems like everything seems like it's just tenuous at best in terms of this household <laughs> and the finances. So, um, you let those vampires pay for that wedding with that old, that old money that we all know came from some dicey places. We all know that money came from some <laughs> real stuff. Especially with Jasper's past. We know he sold some plantations probably. Oh my God, I'm sure. They owned a few back in the day. But yeah, <laughs> that, that antebellum, <laughs> that yeah. antebellum blood money. They, oh. um... But they, yeah, they, he's like talking about like flying out to Switzerland and I'm not, I'm not buying it. And he barely, yeah. he does two steps and she says, stop. <laughs> she says, no. And he's like, okay. Um, <laughs> thank God. Thank he's God like, you didn't call my as, blood. <laughs> as long as I'm performing, worried dad don't like, yeah, good. I'll yeah. play the game. <laughs> I also, for a second, there's a woman there with him who for a second I thought was her mother. And I was like, "Are these two at the house shacking up?" Which no, it's Sue. It's Sue Clearwater, who is part of the Kuliut tribe, and um... what you were about to say (laughs) with the with you know Jacob. No, I heard that coup, and I don't know what. What did you? We were talking about Annabellum just now. I didn't know where you were going. I was like, what the David Duke is going on? Oh my god, my voice just got so high. <laughs> it's good. I always think it's really, really beautiful when it does. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> um. But yeah, so she's back in town. They reveal her pregnant belly. Jacob is irate. Um. He actually he's a little bit better than I expected him to be. He he sort of he's shocked. Um, but he's sort of trying to process it all mm-hmm. and he's sort of stuck in between like these two worlds now because it's like, he's now tied to the Collins because of his love for Bella. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also is very much still a part of the wolf pack as well. So like, he's got like this duality of like allegiance that sort of leaves him in a way sort of like static because he doesn't know like what to do especially in the beginning as he's trying to process and like mm-hmm. i also did there were several things in this movie david and i talked about this like 
there were several things that were just confusing because it was like I feel like they're like assuming that a, a knowledge that at times it's like I don't know where this is coming from. Of course. From. And yeah. there were moments where I couldn't fully wrap my head around like why the wolf pack was so determined to like take her down. Because so this is this is what it is. They are the wolf pack like exists to protect the citizens of Forks, Washington, and the surrounding areas. Of course. And they have this treaty with the Cullens where it's like, as long as you don't harm any humans and you just feed on, you know, mountain lions or whatever the fuck, like, we're cool. You don't come on our land. We don't go on your land. Like, actually, I don't know if they're not allowed on their land. But anyways. um, But because Bella is pregnant with they don't know what they're scared that this vampire baby will be so out of control with its thirst when it's born that it will wreak havoc all over forks it will feed on humans and they aren't willing to take that risk and so they're like we gotta kill this damn baby it's also though it's like can we just wait and see how it plays out like before nope. like no nope. like, they are like they're not willing to like see if their plan is true or not they are like this has got to happen I mean but that's like also one of the big epiphanies of the movie that we have along with Dr. Carlisle mm-hmm. um, groundbreaking um, physician in Forks um, <laughs> uh, we're trying to figure out what's going on with Becca she can't keep Bella. anything she, Bella oh my God she can't keep anything <laughs> down and she's emaciated and this baby is getting bigger and they finally uh, Jacob is the one who has the epiphany about Mm -hmm. about like you know blood but as we know Carlisle um he's got that supply of blood they've been around a long time so some of this blood is actually from some of those old heads that were on the Titanic um (laughs) and he pours some of that and they do mention it Mm mm-hmm they mentioned Titanic. I actually, I kept making those jokes, and Dave was, like, kind of into it, but also just kind of... He was like, enough is enough. Yeah, he's like, enough is yeah. enough, and I'm like, that, that's my sign to keep going, then. Um, but <laughs> I was just it? saying... I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down. <laughs> um, some of the blood I said was from, like, the violinists and, like, the piccolo players who kept playing on deck. <laughs> um, but it's just filling up these cups with blood, these, mm. these, these slushy cups. And putting the lid on. The yeah, they her. were like, they were like the the styrofoam cups you get at like the corner store pizza shop. Like it that, was just but, so. But weird it was all she was drinking those. out of. Why do y'all have such a stock? Knowing them, they've been around for two hundred years. They probably, you know, they probably had some some Schlotsky's chain that they used to run back in the day. They closed down, and so the basement's just full <laughs> of like supplies. That's um, a good point. I didn't think about that. But, but they, it's so she can't. It's so that she can't see the blood. Because she can't that's see the like blood. Traumatizing and then, for her. Yeah, although it's not much better watching it come up through that crystal clear straw, baby. <laughs> no, and that, then like stain her damn mouth. And then her she's juicy like... mouth. Her mouth is juicy with blood <laughs> after she takes her first sip. And they ask like, her. They they ask her after that she takes her sip. They're like, "How does it taste?" And she goes, "It tastes." good um <laughs> but you know pregnancy cravings when you're pregnant with Amber. um you never know it's like oh, give me pickles <laughs> give me a cup of blood also they can't penetrate the they can't penetrate like the the, the sack that the baby the is placenta. in the placenta they can't see they can't he can't like get he can't stick a needle in to get some am- ambionic fluid i'm probably saying that ambiotic wrong. i think is 
ambiotic? Ambiotic. You're thinking of Bionic, which was the Christina Aguilera criminally underrated I'm actually not. But isn't there an N in there somewhere? It doesn't matter. I'm not a doctor, and I never will be. But, so they don't... You don't know that, kiddo. There's a lot of life to live. (laughs) I think I can safely say I'm not going to be a doctor. Okay. Um, You're going to be a doctor, but not the same kind of doctor. No. You won't know anything about amniotic It's not going to stop me from fluid. going to hospital and impersonating doctors like I've been doing for years. <laughs> I can't wait for you and I, for you to be on a plane and someone say, is there a doctor on board? And you're like, it's me. And what? And like, I start like quoting Chaucer? And they're like, no, she's dying. <laughs> like, That's not what we're looking for, sister. You go sit down. He's like, you're so proud of yourself. <laughs> Me hovering over an actual doctor on the plane who's like, I'm good. Like, oh, there's two doctors here. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, oh, if, there's another one? Oh, good. You take lead, I'll assist. <laughs> Me, like, theorizing on James Baldwin. And they're just like, we'd love to hear, but, like, not right now. But right now we're in crisis. <laughs> we're in crisis. So you can go ahead and hold on to that haiku. Um, and we'll we'll round back around to you when we've got the warm nuts coming your way. <laughs> So, yeah, so they can't pierce the sac wall, and so, or the amniotic, the amniotic, I'm sorry, the placenta. They can't pierce the placenta. You're just saying it's doctor. It's Dr. It's, it's Dumble. They can't pierce the sac wall? Like, what could that even mean? Look, when you speak in doctor jargon, it throws people off sometimes, especially just like layman so i'm trying to break this down for all the well, muggles listening Goodness. well lucky for you i cracked the code Anyways, um, please go so ahead. yeah so they can't get to the baby to like find out anything because that's the whole thing is like they don't know what's inside of her which is like that's freaky also and, and they also they can't do um like ultrasounds as well none of it is working to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on inside of her body and so that's what's causing a lot of like the problems um, and that's why everything is sort of opaque, like, I mean, figuratively and literally, because they can't and, figure out what's happening and what they're, they can't even figure out what they're like, what she's, what she's hosting in her body. And that's why the wolves want to kill the, the question mark. Yeah. And that's why Jake, they, do, did you understand what was going on when like the wolves were all talking and there was the voiceover and Jake is like, I knew I that. am the grandson of Ephraim yeah. Black. <laughs> I was like, what the? is going on yeah i knew it was a bad i knew that for sure <laughs> um it was basically it was basically one saturday morning because it was all cartoons and i was like y'all are not doing what you think you're doing and no all of this so money spent on cgi and it and, looks stupid as hell and it's giving magic school bus um but it was it was not it for me. I was like, this no. is too much. I was like, it's like that thing in movies. It's like in Jaws where like they sort of like you've never seen Jaws, have you? I uh, no, I've seen Jaws. Okay. Damn. Um, it's that <laughs> thing in Jaws where they like you know you only get to see like a part of like you know like an eyeball or something, and they're like real quick yeah. to like move the camera away. It's like uh-huh. that. It's like we don't need y'all. Y'all didn't do as what you thought you did that you can do full on headshots of these wolves interacting. Also, <laughs> we got like. We got the wolves just going, rah, 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 rah. And then but while they're going, rah, 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 then we have them, like, talking in, like, their human voices yeah, as well. Yeah, like, the so, voice like, what's overs. happening? Are they throwing? Or, oh, you're just translating? It, it, was, it was a lot. And it was, like, so they were, they, they were so breaking rules that they had I don't with, think they do a great job. Again, uh, as a book reader, because I've read all the fucking books. We get you, it. 
they can they can hear each other's thoughts and like they communicate through telepathy. It it seemed like they were double talking. <laughs> it seemed like they out of their mouth was coming the wolf talk and then also yeah. the human talk at the same yeah. time. And since I don't, you know, the rules are always changing here. I didn't understand what was happening. And it was like, this is a weird, this feels like they were trying to figure out how to make this work and they couldn't. And Condon yeah. just sort of like was throwing spaghetti at the wall. And yeah, was just like, damn it, we got a wrap. absolutely what happens. Yeah. And they were like, this is good enough. This is just a bunch of stupid kids anyway. And they walked out. Then like, you know, it's time for a childbirth, apparently. And they're tr- they get the baby out and it's just and it's a don't Does worry, it? it's a six pound it's a six pound <laughs> bundle of joy. This is I mean it's a six I'm sorry, six month old bundle of joy. This yeah, is a grown that ass baby. Is, this is a grown ass baby and doesn't look like a vampire. That baby has and a four one K. I'm not sure, but I think Edward bites the placenta open. Yeah, he yeah Edward like we don't see, but he like dives in there and he's <laughs> doing a lot of noshing down there. And he's and doing he, a lot. Yeah, though it wasn't down there on the and, wedding night. Shocker. No, <laughs> we didn't see one example of bringing him that two hundred year old mentality with you. <laughs> um, that was yeah. Incredible. I'm sure she. He's was like he's hers. noshing away at her umbilical cord and probably got a couple little nibbles into that placenta too. Yeah, and then. She, and, and then, like, means... Rosalie comes through. Comes through and gets yeah. the baby. And gets the baby. All, a little and now... too eagerly, by the way. Yeah, it's a little too much. And now everyone's concerned about saving Bella. And so he then grabs a, like, Pulp fiction size oh, like, yep. adr- adrenaline needle. And he, like, goes to stab Bella in the heart with it. And Jacob's like, what the fuck is that, dude? And and Edward's like, my venom! And he, like, stabs her in the heart with his venom. Was that just a euphemism? No, it was his venom. What do you mean? Like, a, like a, what kind of, what is venom? What did that come out of? <laughs> I don't know, like, his tooth? I don't know where you extract the venom. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> what you think Something it was his, his clean, baby. I don't know, but he said my venom, like we were supposed to know what it was or like it's something we've ever discussed. And it was a, one of the many times they just well, add in new shit and they just it was let first it of all like a huge It was vial. the biggest syringe that's it was that's like, ever been used. I mean if we're using if we're using like by measurement standards, like it was like a full cup of venom. It was massive. For sure. It and was he, massive. Like, Stabs and I don't the... understand. He stabs her in the heart, and it. He wants the process of changing her into a vampire to start because she's dying. And then he just starts nibbling on random parts of her body, trying to like get to I think something. So he's biting on her calves. He's biting on her elbows, her forearm, pinky toe. He's just trying to like get something going. And then we get this weird shot of like what's going on internally with her. And we see like they take us inside of her body so we can see like organs Talk shutting about down. What in the magic school bus? Exactly. <laughs> Gallivating nostrils. Um so they're all inside there. We see Miss Frizzle, but only for a second. Yeah, behind... and she's like, Oh, I took a wrong turn. And then she... Yeah, she's like behind her spleen. Yeah. Um and then they're just moving through really quickly. And and then we get a shot of her, like, inside of herself, sort of, like, with a scream face, like, like, tr- like crawling inside of her skin, which is, like, horrifying. Um, and then we pull out, and uh, it is some of the, I will say it, it's actually some of the best acting in the film by Kristen um, Stewart. Because 
Nobody can play dead like her. Um, (laughs) She is lifeless. And Dave and I both were like, this is where it's at for her. Um, I see a lot of roles where she's given, where she's given limp fish. Um, And yeah, so she's dead. But then, and then Edward is just sort of trying to bring her back to life. And apparently, I guess the only thing you really do is just compression. Chest compression? Because he's just all... He's, he's he goes for broke on the chest compression as the way to bring her back. He is just chest compression for 15 minutes. But and also, like, if you're trying to turn her into a vampire, is that really helping? Like, I don't understand. He's just, like, he's just going for broke. He's just, he's just trying everything he can try. And yeah. while this is happening, then Jacob, who's the only other person in the room, he looks at him and he says, I'm not even going to kill you. I want you to live with what you've done. Yeah. And he heads outside, and he gets a little nook spot, and he just starts crying it out. And, um, yeah, and so all of this is happening. And then that's when Jacob realizes the reason for all of this is that awful baby with that awful name, Renesmee. <laughs> and so he, so he heads inside the house to try and get her. Uh, I'm going to kill her, I guess. And as he Yeah, I guess locks, he wants to kill a newborn. And as he locks like eyes it. with her, it's a choice to kill a newborn baby. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's and, a choice to kill a newborn baby and then weirdly fall in love with it. Well, also, okay, so what is imprinting exactly, Janie? You know better than anybody. I mean, I don't like, I, oh, it's, it's like, I, I, like they explain it several times and they explained it in like the last movie, I think. And he's like, it's like you're, it's like something like a soulmate, but like more important, I guess. Like, it's like you're tied to that person intrinsically and like their safety and like all that other shit is like, you know, their safety and their well-being becomes like the most important thing in your in in your world. And so they're trying to divorce it from the fact that like it's a rom- it can be a romantic relationship, but doesn't have to be. And so him imprinting on Renesmee as a baby is supposed to not be a romantic relationship. But it's but only I been think... discussed in terms of like sort of romantic, like soulmate type language up to this point right. in the movie. So they're, they're essentially trying to divorce like the viewers from understanding it to be such. I looked it up actually. It says imprinting is the involuntary mechanism by which Kiyute shapeshifters find their soulmates. It is a profound, intimate phenomenon that exists among the Kiyute? Kiyute? I think. The Kiyute shapeshifters. So I like that they added an involuntary. So it's like, I guess that takes the onus off of old Jakey. Um, (laughs) Conveniently. Um, But it is essentially... Oh, when when a shapeshifter... When a shapeshifter imprints on a specific girl or woman, oh, okay, it has to be a shapeshifter imprinting on a girl or woman, okay, uh, uh, he becomes inc- unconditionally bound to her for the rest of his life. When it happens, the experience is described as being gravitationally pulled toward that person while a glowing heat fills him, and everyone and everything else in his life becomes secondary, and the only and only the imprintee is left to matter, leaving the shapeshifter with a deep need to do anything to please and protect his soulmate. Imprinting can occur anytime in a wolf's first phasing. It can happen with anyone, regardless of previous personal feelings. It happens the first time he sees the person he's imprinting on. And imprinting can't be forced on anyone, no matter how much the shapeshifter may want it, as shown by Jacob Black when he tried numerous times to imprint on Bella Swan. The same, yeah, the same is also true for Leah Clearwater, who didn't look for someone to imprint on. 
like Jacob did. So, yeah, and this is from twilightsaga.fandom.com. So, you know, it's <laughs> so legit. You know, it's legit. Um, and yeah. I think, like, they show, when he when he's imprinting on her, they also show, like, a CGI, like, older version of Renesmee. Not old and enough. And so I think, I think, yeah, not old enough. <laughs> Certainly, like, when you're, I mean, whatever. Um, but I think, like, eventually it turns romantic, from what I understand, but sure. not now that They're she's gonna a baby. They're going to play whatever kind of contortioning is, they need to do. It's dicey. Yeah. And, and that's putting it lightly, baby. And that's putting it lightly. And so, the, so because Jacob has pr- imprinted on the baby, that means the wolves cannot kill the baby because... They, whoever a wolf imprints on, they can't harm. And as um, Edward states, it's their most absolute law, which we're just finding out at the very but end also, we got of the fourth a, movie. Again, also, Wiki Edward all of a sudden with all of his fangirl info on what's going on with, with the Kill You, because he came in with that definition by rote, verbatim, from the, from the Book of Wolf. Yeah, like, exactly. I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Again, yeah. we're all just learning this at the end of the fourth movie, like it's something we should have known, and it's like exactly. the rules were. It's like again, it's the rules just are being made to fit the narrative, <laughs> but here we are. Yeah, they're doing whatever they need to do to make. This and then work. the final scene is like Bella, like opening her eyes as a vampire. Yeah, and when she's got those red eyes. Yep, and so it's setting us up for part two. Part two. Part two. So, uh-huh. Bran. Yeah. Um, would you watch this movie again? I don't see that for me, no. <laughs> I think I knew the answer to that. Yeah. I um, think it was the. I think it was the best done of any mm-hmm. of the movies up to this point, though. I will say that. It was, yeah, it was. It doesn't make it any more ridiculous. I actually think the elements of the story are get progressively more ridiculous, but the movie was like better made. Yeah. Um, shout out Bill Condon. Shout out to Bill Condon. It did um, look expensive, yeah. Yeah, it did. Almost. It definitely it was bumped up an, a, a notch for sure. Absolutely. Um. So. Do you have a movie for me to watch next week? Boy? I do, I do. I was thinking of a, a good little summer flick that um, mm. I thought would, you know, bring the bring a little bit of heat. And I am going to give you 2001's Two Can Play That Game. I don't even know what that is. Let me... Two Can Play That Game. 2001. Ah, uh, okay. I haven't seen it, but I now that I Google that I recognize the the cover. But no, I haven't seen it, so I'm excited to dive in, baby. Absolutely. So yeah. Um. Well, we hope you guys liked our fourth installment of the Twilight series. We only got one more left. Brandon, you've been a great sport. Thank you for Absolutely. taking this journey with with me and with all of us. Um. We love and appreciate you guys. If you want to continue keeping up with us, um, just like the Kardashians, we are on social media. Mm-hmm. And you can find us at Movies We Missed on Facebook and Instagram and at MWM Chat on Twitter. We hope you guys have a great rest of your whatever. And um, we'll see you next time with Two Can Play That Game. 
Bye. Movies we Somebody's getting into it finally. First of all, it wasn't shocking. Nothing was shocking. It just is what happened.